Welcome, everyone, to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror, one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. And I'm Erica. And today we are talking about, well, first, let me rewind. This is the months of May, and we are doing May hauntings. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about the 2016 Lights Out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What are you drinking? I'm having... You're having? I'm having... (laughs) That tells you how much coffee I still need. Yes, it does. Dunkin' Chocolate Cold Brew. Oh, that's interesting. It's new. Hmm. Yum. Hmm. You? I'm very boring today. It's coffee, cream, and sweetener. That's it. Dark roast as usual. I just did not have the energy to be creative today, even for the pod. I get it. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you like to read the the non-existent plot? Because I don't see it in the outline. Wow, you, you threw it out there. Oh, I threw it out there. You threw me under the damn bus. Oh, yeah, man. Glasses and all. <laughs> and and slippers. <laughs> What's messed up? I know. Hold on. Listen, it's been a week. It has been a week, and, hasn't it? You know, I was, I was streaming last night. So <laughs> I was busy. Yes, you were. When Rebecca left home, she thought that her childhood fears were behind her. Guess not. As a young girl growing up, she was never really sure of what was real when the lights went out at night. Now her little brother Martin is experiencing the same unexplained and terrifying events that jeopardized her safety and sanity. Holding a mysterious attachment to their mother, a supernatural entity has returned with a vengeance to torment the entire family dun 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 all right all right that's a wrap we're done bye (laughs) see you next time (laughs) did we watch this at the theater i feel like we better believe we did yeah we did this was a this was a great experience at the theater and this was if you don't know it was a youtube short it was a short on youtube that became Mm -hmm. very viral and it was great i'm I'm curious to see if it still holds up, but it's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. When you turn off the lights, some entity is there. When you turn it on, it's gone. Yeah. And as the lights turn on and off, it gets closer. Yeah. And closer. And I'll never forget at the end of that short, it just ends with the person who's in the... It's taking place in a bedroom, mm-hmm. and I believe it was a woman. Yes, it was. She's in bed, and then when she turns on the light or for the last time, the entity is right in front of her, and it's like this weird mask face thing, and then that's it. That's the end of the short. You just, just you know, well, obviously the got her. The end game for her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that short, so when this was announced as a full movie, I was very excited um, because... Like everything, you want to see how they can actually make this into a movie? I It's funny because I do remember us talking about the short. I think yeah. you sent it to me. Probably. I watched it and I'm like, wow, this is great. I want to know what the backstory is. Mm. And um, I also remember you telling me, look what's coming out of the movie. Yeah, I do. And, I remember saying that. <laughs> and we did go to see it at the movies. Yeah. And of course, we discovered during the filming, or the filming... <laughs> The watching of this movie, well, you discovered how this movie, the entity, that thing, Mm -hmm. Diana, freaks me out. Yeah, you were 
I'd have to say when we watch all these horror movies, you're not on edge. Right. Ever. Oh, oh you, you put me on edge. I know. I have that effect. Yeah. During a horror movie. But mm-hmm. you're normally very calm and you don't really react unless I do because I just give you that energy. Yes. But this one you were beating me. Yeah, I just... A lot of the time. Here's what I am I am deducing from this irrationality of mine. Of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the how, how that entity looks mm-hmm. in the dark. Right. You can't see it. Right. You just see the outline. And the outline is really creepy, especially when it's crouching. Yeah. Then there's two other things here that are playing. A long time ago, there was this movie, this this short, and you saw it, Trilogy of Terror. Yes. And yes. I, yes, the last short yeah. of those, of those was really scary to me when I watched it as a kid. Agree. And- that little weird, scary-looking thing at the end—the doll—yeah, looks in silhouette like this, and I guess yeah. that that scared me so much back then mm-hmm. that maybe it stays stayed in the back of my mind. Now, there's another thing about it that really plays on something I've discussed many times here on the pod, and that's dark openings or corners, mm-hmm. like doors that are open and it's extremely dark in there, corners yeah. that are very dark. And I always feel like something is there. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in the movie where you see the mother, um, what's her name, Sophie, talking. And she's talking into a really dark closet. Yeah. It's like you can't even see an outline of clothing. Nothing. But you know something is there. Yes. So this this creature just played on all those things. And and again, that silhouette of not really being able to see it is, I don't know, it just gets under my skin. This would make a great um, house in Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yes. Maybe it was. Somehow I have a feeling it might have been back then when it came out. But can you imagine the lights turning on and off? And You're then in the it, thing and it's, is still coming at you, <laughs> and it keeps going, and eventually it's in your. You would flip out. I mean, let's be honest. And I, I honestly will say, I think I would too. Well, I mean, I can't handle Halloween Horror Nights. It's a yes, lot. Yes, I know you've destroyed my no, hopes and dreams. We'll, we'll do it. Sure. Hey, book it, and I'll be there. <laughs> I dare you. Oh, I dare. Huh? I dare you to make it happen, and I'll go. But. It's it's very difficult for me to survive through mm-hmm. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. It's a lot. It feels very real. It would really be fun to go and do a couple of um, reels over there. And, oh, I'm sure. And I, I, <laughs> I probably it's not allowed to, you know, film inside and stuff like that. But at mm-hmm. least outside in the scare zones, I think it would be funny. I'm Just sure. to like get our reaction after each little house and stuff. Oh, you'll get one. For me, at least. Oh, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I, I do too. Because when I went yeah. that many years ago with your dad, I was pretty scared. Yeah. Um, but there were parts where I was like, oh my God, this is, it was so well done yeah. that it kind of sometimes overpowered the scare because I wanted to really look at the makeup itself. Mm. So, Oh yeah, I can see how you would be yeah. interested in that. Yeah. So I have digressed. There's my storytelling. No problem. And why I was, it, it just freaked me out. 
I can see why, though. I mean, her silhouette, and that's what I like, is that most of the time, I think it wasn't until the end of the movie, you don't really see her. Right. And that kind of actually ruined it for me, because she annoyed me when I saw her. She didn't annoy me, but I like that the whole movie, it, she was a mystery and just this dark silhouette. Mm-hmm. I think it added to it. Yeah. And I think it's it's more effective that way. I it agree. was fine to see her, but at, it was at the appropriate time at the end. Yeah, I guess. I just, I would have been fine with never seeing her. At all. Me too. At all. Well, we can dive into movie facts. Yep. Then. Rotten Tomatoes, 75%, dude. For the critics. Wow. Like, damn. That's that's up there Mm -hmm. for a horror movie. An audience gave it 61. A little more than 50%, which is kind of expected. That's 11% up. Yeah. It's still the little red tomato. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing exciting this was released on july 22nd of 2016 this movie's already old yeah it's crazy it had a budget of 4.9 million and grossed 148.9 million dollars that's a lot i'd say that's a big profit i would too the director is david sandberg who is from sweden he is the creator of the original short Mm -hmm. and he this was his dear Directorial. <laughs> Thank you. Debut, and he also directed Annabelle Creation, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. And that's why it was so, I mean, for me, it was great and scary. And Shazam, which I really liked. Yeah, I was surprised at Shazam too, so. That was a great movie, I it have was. to say. It was. It was so fun. And there's a part two coming out, which he is also um, directing or oh, at least being okay. a part of. And we found out, because I didn't know ahead of time, as uh, we were watching the credits, that James Wan is a producer. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I looked to see if his friend Bashara, Bashira, whatever, uh-huh. <laughs> was part of the music, although I didn't recognize his style throughout uh-huh. the movie, but he was not. Yeah, that's why you didn't <laughs> recognize it. Right. So, Sandberg, again, the director, uh, along with his wife, Loda L- Lostin, mm-hmm. sorry if I pronounced that wrong, they created the initial short film that we saw that long ago mm-hmm. and for a film competition. And it did not win the competition, but who cares? Because look, it went viral and he got a movie out of it. He sure did. So, <laughs> Winning isn't always the thing. Apparently not, because this is a great success story. And mm-hmm. he's made two other big movies. I mean, he sure big has. for me, you know. Sandberg originally based the character of Rebecca on a real girl that he knew that was suffering from depression and was engaging in self-harm. And apparently Rebecca had scars on her arm. I didn't Yes, they notice. showed it pretty much after her boyfriend, what was his name, Brett? Brett, uh-huh. Leaves the apartment. Oh. Um, she raises her arm and you see them. And she also has in, at the bottom where her elbow is. And I think later on in the movie, you unless it was... From Diana, but you see them also here on her um, upper arms. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, she does. That's that's a scary thing for me. I don't know. It is. That's that's. It's very sad when that kind of stuff. Yeah, but they, like they, I think in this, in that, they kind of missed a beat mm-hmm. because I think they should have played that up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just her mom who was mentally ill which we'll find out she is, mm-hmm. but in at some level, she had to have been dealing with some kind of depression, and they didn't play on that enough, I don't think. And that's what 
they said as well is that they did it. They wanted to make it well. The development team wanted to make it less about depression, more more of a ghost story. But you could do both. Agree. I think they can go hand in hand. Yeah. But I I didn't notice, which now I'm like, oh, I wish I had noticed. Mm -hmm. Rebecca's boyfriend was also given a twist. He is a rocker. I don't know why this is a twist, but okay. And is actually committed and responsible, even making him drive a safe car in a Volvo. (laughs) I don't know why that's a twist, but okay. (laughs) I... I don't know, unless people think that that if you're a rocker, you're not committed or, you know, you're not responsible and you're driving some kind of other car that is not a Volvo. Okay. I don't know. But I mean, like, that he was a nice guy. Yeah. But I don't see why that would be a twist. Or even even why you need to, you know? I I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Another twist is that they made the imaginary friend for the mother instead of the child, meaning Diana, the mm-hmm. ghost. They made it for the mother rather than for the child. Right. Because normally in these situations, it's a Yeah, child. it's a kid who gets it. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. The special effects of having the ghost appear and disappear were mostly done using a split screen technique, which was also used for the short. All right, let's dive into movie observations. All righty. Would you like to introduce us to the characters? Sure. Go for it. All right. We'll start with Rebecca, who is the main character and the big sister in the movie. She Mm -hmm. is played by Teresa Palmer, who is of warm, the movie Warm Bodies, Mm -hmm. which is a movie I actually remember enjoying. You watched this? Yes, I did. And I'm going to have to revisit. It was actually good. Yeah? It was. Yes, it was funny. It it is about zombies. It's funny, but good at least mm. for me it was okay um there's martin the little brother and that's and that is role is played by gabriel bateman mm-hmm. and this kid's been in a bunch of horror movies i see that he was robert <clears throat> excuse me in annabelle martin obviously in lights out andy in child's play and kyle in the movie unhinged Never heard of Unhinged. Neither have I. It's from 2020. Hmm. I'm going to have to see what that is. I mean, he's got to be much older now. Um, there's Brett, who's Rebecca's boyfriend. His name is Alexander de Persia, or Persia, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He had a minor role in I Am Legend. Not a lot more on him. But he looks so familiar. He does. He does look very familiar. Very confusing. Yeah. Okay. Then there is Paul, who is the stepfather and is Martin's dad mm-hmm. um that's played by billy burke of mm-hmm. none other than twilight fa- fame charlie swan, swan who is bella's dad yep there is mm-hmm. sophie who plays the mo- who is the mother and that is played by maria bello of coyote ugly there are yeah. a bunch of other movies she's been in but this is the most quote unquote one yeah, notable one. Okay. And then there's Diana, who is played by Alicia v- Vela Bailey. Apparently, she's done nothing else. Okay. She's the ghost thing, as I put She is the, the creature, ghost, whatever. It's more like a just a nasty thing. <laughs> nasty thing? <laughs> yes, she's nasty. And you really got affected by her. Yes, I did not like her at all. We start this movie in a very scary setting, in my opinion, and you actually brought it up during insidious mm-hmm. it's a textile factory mm-hmm. and it's funny because in insidious you were talking about or sharing your story of mm-hmm. working not working i'm sorry of hanging out in your parents upholstery 
mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. So that's kind of funny how yeah. that tied in. And now that you're mentioning that, I wonder if that too played into my like my reaction to this movie because the way the textile shop looks or factory looks mm-hmm. in here is the way it was sometimes lit in the back of the warehouse when no one was in there. Yeah. And for those who didn't and should go listen to Insidious <laughs> to our episode on it, I um I it was filled with rolls of carpet and fabric and furniture that was down to the skeleton, so to speak. So you right. basically just had the outline and the lighting was very poor. It had some minimal lighting to light your way to the bathroom, basically, because it was all the way at the back of Ooh. it from the front of the shop itself. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me of that a lot, the way the little spotlights would hit. So maybe that's why, because it used to give me the creeps to have to do that, to walk back there when the lights were like that. I don't blame you. I I, I have a similar story I've clearly told you, but I will now share. Growing up, you know, I used to go over to grandma's house, which mm-hmm. is where I live now. Right. Right. And so when you walk into this house, it's a living room. Further down, it's the kitchen to the right. It's Well, now it's a bedroom, but it was the li- the uh, Florida room is mm-hmm. what we call it here. Right. Which is a family room. Which is a family room. And then to the left and between the kitchen and living room. Yes, I'm trying to draw you a whole blueprint here. Right. Because it matters. Mm-hmm. Right. There's this little hall. Right. Right. And in this hall is... To your left, a bedroom. To your right, a bedroom. And the middle is the bathroom. Right. So the point is, when I used to sleep over grandma's house, we used to sleep in the family room. Mm -hmm. So you had to walk all the way to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, walking to that bathroom Mm -hmm. was terrifying. Yeah. Because there was, it was so dark in that hallway, even... Even during the day, it was dark because of the way there's no lighting coming into that hallway. Yeah, I always found that weird. That that hallway, I mean, I grew up in that house too. Yeah. So that hallway doesn't have a hall light. At all, which I find very strange. Very strange. But this house is old. That house is. is very old. It's from the 30s. So who the hell knows why they did it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have... I would feel the same way because yeah. my bedroom was to the left of the bathroom when I was well, living yeah. there. <clears throat> and it was scary. It was scary. I, and it was because of how dark it was. And, I, you know, it's only eight o'clock at night, but it's pitch black already outside and in mm-hmm. the house. And just going to the bathroom, I had to ask grandma. I mean, this is a six-year-old yeah. me, right? Yeah. Hey, can you take me to the bathroom? And she was always like, Why? <laughs> Because it's dark. She's like, okay. You know, so it's just, it's funny how darkness really messes with Mm -hmm. kids and with you. And in my head, I kept thinking, I'm going to see something here. Yeah. I don't know what, because at that point, I don't think I had really watched anything Not at the age of six. I don't think so. Maybe. Are you afraid of the dark? Right. So maybe that's why. But it's just funny how I think it's just natural instinct, maybe, to be so scared of Mm -hmm. not being able to see what's there mm-hmm. in a dark room or corner or something well dark. now you understand my thing yeah. was oh, doors please. left open like yeah. the closet door or the bathroom in my bedroom i don't like it yeah oh i get listen i'm i'm 35 years old and i'm still scared of the dark yeah and not because it's just i don't like not knowing what's there or what could be hiding mm-hmm. whether it's a person or a ghost <laughs> and you know or an entity 
I just realized something. If you think about it, the way my my bedroom is situated, the two corners that I could see mm-hmm. in my bedroom have something in front of it so that it blocks the corner out. Yeah. So that's almost, I wonder if in my subconscious, subconscious I actually maybe did that. I mean, obviously the ones to my left and right, no, but yeah. still. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, so we open in this textile factory Mm -hmm. and it's after hours so it's very dark in there with very little lighting and we meet paul who is staying late and it looks like he's doing some research Mm -hmm. right there's another employee there with him and she sees a person or kind of like a silhouette silhouette of something in the dark but there's this really cool hallway there mm-hmm. where it's all dark, but all you have are like these spotlights mm-hmm. in a row. Right. I would say like maybe four. Mm-hmm. And she sees this thing and then know when you turn on the light. So yeah. this is where you're starting to see that. Just like in the short, basically. Yeah. And it's great. This, I mean, the opening scene has great scares already, which mm-hmm. I was already jumping. So were you because you kept looking through a napkin. Yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah. It, it got to me, I think, like yeah. I said, because of those other influences. Yeah. This employee leaves and leaves Paul there. And then Paul encounters this. But she does warn him. She does. He blows but, it off. Of course. It, I mean, honestly, wouldn't you... Well, what about, let's just take the supernatural. If what if actually, somebody's in there? Yeah, that's true. Then the, why didn't they call the police? Exactly. Well, anyway. He's left alone, and then he encounters the ghost. Or, yeah, the ghost. Mm-hmm. And here is where we really learn that she cannot be in the light. Right. But she moves closer mm-hmm. through the dark. Mm-hmm. And she eventually, there's like a chase Right? Not like a visual chase, but right. a chase between mm-hmm. the ghost and Paul. And she kills him. Mm-hmm. But you really see the silhouette. I love the shot of her standing in between the spotlight. Yes. Where you can really see her. Yeah. Her, it's like messy hair. Long claws. Long claw-like and hands she's very, that they're curved. Yes. They're very curved yeah. in. They're deformed. Yeah. Um, her body is extreme, almost skeletal. Yeah. And she's backlit. Which, mm-hmm. of course, makes her front completely, un- you can't see it. You right. just have that silhouette. Yeah. And and let's talk about the way she's crouching when he first sees her. Yeah. In between the two spotlights mm-hmm. where it's completely dark. That silhouette is mm-hmm. really scary looking. Like, I think I would flip out if I saw that at night. It looks animalistic. Yes. And again, it goes back even to that movie, Trilogy of Terror, the way that little weird doll looks at the end. You know, I watched that last year. Yeah, I did too. It's still great. I think we should do that. I do too. I think we should. I think that deserves, I think that that short, well, it's not a short, it's actually a long movie. It's just three little. Three stories. Three Mm -hmm. horror stories. In it and it's aged really well. It has. What is it from the fi- 50s? 70s. From the seventies. Yep. And I think they're incredibly creepy. Mm-hmm. That I mm-hmm. think it needs to be put out there. That I agree. The stories are good. They are, especially that that last one. I know we watched this when I was younger. Uh huh. Originally. Yeah. And I remember 
I didn't remember the first two, but that last story mm-hmm. always stuck with Same me. Same here. And I saw it when it actually came out in the 70s. Ooh. So I was, uh, I don't know, a preteen, young teen at that point when mm-hmm. it did come out. That's cool. So it stayed. It has clearly stayed in the back of my mind all these years. I like it. Yeah. So Paul is dead. And, and, and brutally dead. Brutally Ooh. dead. She does a number on him. Yeah. I wasn't expecting brutal. But yeah, it, it works in it this was. situation. So, but that just adds to the anger of mm-hmm. the ghost entity yeah. thing. We now meet our cast of characters. At this point, we meet Martin, like we already mentioned, and Rebecca and Brett. Rebecca and Brett are boyfriend and girlfriend, but it looks like Rebecca doesn't really want to commit. Yeah. But Brett does. <clears throat> like they're even arguing like, oh, I want to leave something here, even if it's a sock. So it's just interesting. It looks like she has some kind of issue with ha- committing to the relationship. And they've been together for a few months. Mm-hmm. It's not like right. it's two not, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. But I think what we find out later is that her dad, quote unquote, abandoned right. her. Right. But uh, but but we'll, we'll get to find it. Find that out later. Yeah. Poor Martin is the little brother who is living with his mom Sophie, who is, as you like to say, nutters. Yeah. Because we see her talking into a dark room, but mm-hmm. no one is there. And Martin goes to look. Yeah. And he, <laughs> but he knows. He he does know. Because the poor kid gets really scared because he does notice a strange figure shadow right Mm -hmm. the silhouette behind his mother sophie and he locks himself in his own bedroom out of fear but then he now he's having trouble sleeping right and he's having trouble at school because he can't stay awake yeah so martin is at the school nurse they can't get in touch with his mom to come pick him up because he's falling asleep in class is what i'm gathering so they call the sister Mm mm-hmm and the sister does show up. So I guess she's not too far removed that she's an emergency contact. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then they make it seem like they are, I don't know. They're, I actually, they're estranged. And I think that she begrudges maybe the um, the responsibility. But yet at the same time, mm-hmm. she wants to be responsible for him. Right. So it was very conflicting. It was. And... I do like the relationship of Rebecca and Martin Mm -hmm. because I feel like initially she got there and she was like, now I have to take care of this kid. kid." But once Martin said she's talking to Diana. Yeah, you saw the change in her face immediately. Oh, okay. This isn't just him being, you know, an annoying little brother or just acting out. Yeah. Now, they they did, the school does call, I think you said it, the Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. And this is when Rebecca tells the lady that this this the mom is, is depressed, taking medication. And mm-hmm. I just felt that, like, she didn't seem to take it seriously. The child? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed very odd. And Rebecca... Takes him. Mm-hmm. She takes him and she she's basically, quote unquote, going to like steal him. Right. Or it can be considered by child services that you're kidnapping the kid. Mm-hmm. But because she's trying to protect him. Right. And to give him a good night's sleep, she takes him home mm-hmm. to the apartment, which 
I know this part bothers you and I can understand why. Like, Brett, her boyfriend was like, why are you taking him? Yeah, it did. But he did bring up a good point where he asked her, are you doing this for him or are you doing this to get back at your mother? And he made a good point because later on she does admit to him that she, she did it to get back at her mom. Right. But it, and you said it felt out of line. I actually didn't think he did anything wrong, especially because they've been together for a little while. Mm-hmm. But where I do agree at the same time, it's like, you just met this kid. Right. You, the boyfriend. But he didn't even know. Right. She had never mentioned a brother. Mm-hmm. So he's also blindsided. That's true. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, so that is true. he's giving feedback and I think he's just being honest and she didn't like it. Yeah, you're right. Which a lot of people, we don't. Yeah. We don't like when people <clears throat> tell us something that's in our face sometimes. This is true. So that's why I was like, yeah, I don't think it was that bad. I just think he was, the only thing that it gave off initially, and it might have been on purpose, was that, was he being a dick on purpose? Or not a dick. I'm I think sorry. it was. I felt like he came across as resentful. That now, oh great, right now I have to deal with this little snot nosed kid. That's what I was going to get to. Thank you. Maybe I don't know if that was on purpose to make you think that's what he was thinking of. But mm-hmm. when he said the whole, "Are you trying to? Are you doing this for the right reason?" You're like, "Oh, maybe you're not that bad. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking of you. You're trying to actually think of the kid, right? In this sense, yeah." But Rebecca doesn't react well to this, and she tells him, I think it's time for you to go. Yeah. Basically tells him to fuck off. To fuck off. <laughs> yeah. She brings poor Martin home, and I always love ghost stories. As I've mentioned many times, I will keep saying it. I love ghost stories mm-hmm. and found footage, um, but my first love art is ghost stories. I like when it's not always the house. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting when you just can't escape it if you leave a home, mm-hmm. that it's because it's something that's haunting you. Yeah, like an insidious. Right. Our so, previous episode. This is like a theme yes. here, right? It is this month, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We learn that you can't, this, this has nothing to do with her house. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to say is yet again another beautiful craftsman-style house. So before, yeah, sorry about that. Before Rebecca brings Martin home, they go, they initially go to his, the mother's house. Mm -hmm. Beautiful home. Yeah. Just like, it actually kind of looks like the Insidious house. It did. The staircase was different, but it was the same craftsman style, which I just- Gorgeous. Is beautiful. California is where it's at, apparently. Uh, Well, for that style, yes. Because it's, this also- Takes, happens in Cali. I mean, they never say where it takes place, but it was filmed in Cali. Well, yeah. So beautiful home, wood. Oh my God, it's just, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But we learn that the mother is supposed to be taking antidepressant. And she's not. Rebecca and Sophie is the mother, argue. And basically she's like, I'm taking him. I'm taking Martin because he needs sleep. And, you know, this is, ri- basically this is ridiculous with the whole Diana thing. And Sophie says, no, you know, a mother-daughter argument. And you can tell that they hadn't seen each other in a long time. Yeah. But she takes him. They're settling in at the apartment. They're, it's it's nighttime. And all of a sudden, she lives on top of a tattoo shop, above a tattoo shop. Right, yes. And the light from the tattoo shop flickers on and off mm-hmm. in red. Mm-hmm. Rebecca is woken up by a, what kind of sound would you say that is? I, I don't know. 
like you you know when you lift carpet? Yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like, mm. that she's waking up to that kind of sound. Like pulling Velcro maybe almost? Maybe. Okay. Or like, yeah, there you go. And you're like, what the hell is that too? And the lights are flickering on and off. And mm-hmm. when she looks, when she sits up in bed, I'm trying to envision her, to her left, she's looking down and there is Diana mm-hmm. in that crouching position, mm-hmm. fiddling with something on the rug or the wood floor. Right. The light comes back, she's gone. When the, the lights go out, she's still there. And then all of a sudden, she does look at mm-hmm. Rebecca and freaks everyone out, including yep. the audience. Mm-hmm. And now we realize we this is where we go, okay, this is chasing us. Mm-hmm. Diana tries to attack Rebecca, but she skillfully evades her by turning <laughs> on the light. Yep. She initially can't find... Uh, Martin, but apparently he's sleeping in the bathtub with a flashlight. With a flashlight, poor little kid. That uh, that yeah. that that was kind of sad to see that. I know. Now the next morning, mm-hmm. under the rug where Diana was crouching the night before, yeah, she has scratched in her own name, so she has an ego. <laughs> <laughs> she like she really, definitely does. She wants to be popular. She's famous. Like, hey, Diana was here. Like you see in pu- public bathrooms. Well, not just that. She really, I mean, she's after these people because she just selfishly wants Sophie. Sophie's attention and mm-hmm. and her ego. Like, I, I'm cool, man. Look at this. I got to travel from a house all the way over here, bitch. <laughs> Does she take public transportation? Or she just like pops in and out like you that? imagine if she's hanging out on a bus? I know. And then pulls a little, this is my stop. Does she turn the off. lights off in the bus? <laughs> I'd hate to be that bus driver and look back there. Oh and my see it. god, poor bus driver. <laughs> Maybe she hangs out on the top. Okay. Like a wild ride. Yeah. That would be like a that like, almost isn't there a, a, a scene in Harry Potter where that happens on a bus in the city? Oh yeah, in a prisoner of Azkaban. I mean he's not on top of it, but that's a wild ride on that it, one. I don't, you, like that. I don't know why that popped into my head when you said that. I'll always take a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, and then she realizes, not realizes, but I mean, if she was doubting at all that this was back, it's back. I don't think it it was that it was back. I don't think as a child she thought it was real. I got the feeling that, and and I think they imply it in the movie, that she, um, Rebecca, thought that this was all in her, maybe her imagination or it wasn't real or maybe fabricated by her own mom. Hmm. And who knows, maybe at some level, maybe she thought maybe she was succumbing to some kind of mental illness. Maybe. Who knows? We go into famous horror movie territory of the research. Mm -hmm. The research montage. I always love the research because I always, you know, you always want to know the backstory. But I hate that sometimes they don't give you enough. Listen, we've determined that we either like too much or none or zero. So find a place that find you like. Find a place, woman. And get over it. Okay. No, I'm just You're kidding. right. No, but, but you're right. But you're I right. get it. It's like we're never satisfied because we either like getting all the info or mm-hmm. spoon fed or we like, what is it, ambiguity mm-hmm. at the end. But I thought this was fine. When yeah, did I you get feel? I don't know. I guess I wanted to know how Diana got there. Ah, uh, well. How that, she that's got a prequel. into... <laughs> Into obviously it wasn't enough to make a prequel into that psychiatric hospital because yeah. what what 
what Sophie finds is that her mother was admitted to a mental hospital as mm-hmm. a child. Which she did not know either. Right. She was very surprised by this information. <laughs> yeah. And Can you, you imagine? I know. Mom, are you hiding something from me like this? Hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I no. mean, that's pretty shocking, right? <laughs> to find out that your parent was in a in a psychiatric hospital? Like, yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. And she befriended another, what is it, patient, mm-hmm. another child along with her named Diana. Right. And Diana suffered from a severe skin condition yep. in which she couldn't go out into the light. Mm-hmm. Then they started experimenting on her, which was really sad. Yeah. You know, it goes back to, I hate to bring this movie up, but House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. where you when you get that history where... You know, they were experimenting on the patients or even in real history, just experimenting on psychiatric patients. It's always so well, sad. in the 50s, the way they yeah. experimented on people with lobotomies and stuff. Yeah. They thought that was A-OK to do to someone. Yeah, so very um, sad. Yeah, you find out that they're, they've been experimenting, like you said, and and there's a part there where they said that she was able to get into people's head, mm-hmm. Diana, mm-hmm. and that she was pure evil. Diana's dad apparently committed suicide and they believe that she is the one who influenced him to do that. In a way, she reminded me of the ring. And I mentioned it at this part. You did. I mean, obviously, it also almost mimicked when the chick in the ring is doing all the research. Yeah. But it reminded me of Samara. Yeah. You know, when you brought it up, it took me a minute to be like, what? What do you mean? And now that we're talking about it and the getting into people's heads, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So did she have a supernatural element to her? I think so. I think mm. I think that she was, like Samara, something born of evil. Got it. Or eventually possessed by evil because mm-hmm. you can even, with Annabelle creation, the character that ends up being Annabelle, she... Was fine, but then got possessed. Right. To become what she did. So maybe that's what this is as well. Mm hmm. Did that make sense? Yep. I hope so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we find out that Diana was accidentally killed. Was it? Was it accidental? Well, I mean, <laughs> because here's my thing. She has issues with light, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. The experiment was putting her under intense light. Isn't that a little odd? Yeah. I don't know. Because her skin would burn when yeah. the light would hit it. I mean, I find that exceedingly cruel, mm-hmm. inhumane, yeah. barbaric. Mm-hmm. How can you do that? But yeah. apparently that was a thing. So you think that they actually didn't accidentally kill her? Do you think they did that to kill her and annihilate her? Thanks, Archie. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of That's got that vibe because I just don't understand how that makes sense. If well, she's sensitive to light, is it, or is it trying to be? You might have something there. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: like if she got into people's head, mm-hmm. did she do that to the people who worked in the mental institution? And have her killed? No, no, no. Like oh. maybe she got into people's head and had them, and things happened to them. And mm-hmm. maybe at one point they're like, what do we do with her? May- what do well, we do with this? This. 
Okay. Sorry, guys. Archie's just having fun with his pillow. Um, he's being quite silly. He's being really silly today. He's in He's in every episode now. Yes, he is. He is definitely. Oh, look at him. He looks, yeah, okay. He looks very comfy. Anyway. anyway um, where, what, oh, yeah. Um, maybe. What do they do with her? Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do we do with this patient that has this ability? Yeah. Could be. Which, I'm going to tell you again, read or listen to that audio book, patient, The Patient. I will. Very good. Definitely will. Mm-hmm. So it, that's the vibe I got. It didn't feel like an accident, but we don't know that. That's the information we're given. I'm going with the theory that they kind of knew because like I say, like I was saying, she gets burned. Mm-hmm. So that seems... And, and she dies, apparently. Yes. Uh, I mean... And they show the picture of... The, the chair. chair of like a silhouette mm-hmm. of her burned. Yeah, like her body literally burned into, into the it. chair. Ugh, that's, that's terrible. Really horrible. Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. And that could be the other reason she's so angry. <laughs> I mean, I would be. Yeah. It's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think at this point was the research. Didn't she hear some tapes too, or was it just reading stuff? I'm getting. She was listening to tapes as well. Yeah, I think that at some point it says that Diana was also getting into um, Sophie's mind and talking to her because I remember they showed a scene where Diana's under an umbrella Mm -hmm. and she's like whispering Mm -hmm. stuff into Sophie's ear. Like there's a photo of it. Yes. There is. I mean, Which was very creepy. Clear, yeah, it was. They're so good at crafting those photos. Yes. Uh, child care services goes and takes Martin back. Mm-hmm. Because what Rebecca did, she cannot do. And then, right. you know, she ex- gives her the spiel that if you want to try to battle your mom for custody of this child, it's a long battle. And you have to be responsible and, you, and, be responsible. and you know, lit- literally lays it on thick. Right. Martin's back at home. And what does Sophie do? She decides Uh, that it would be a fantastic idea to introduce Martin to Diana. This was messed up. Messed up? Yeah. No, no. This was fucked up. Yeah, it was. I thought this scene was so... It was scary, but really sad for the child. It was terrifying. Can you imagine being a child and your mom saying, here, I want you to meet this horrific evil awful creature yeah who's gonna scare the fuck out of you because I'm, i have to turn the lights off for you to meet it yeah and she does and diana does show up and tries to chase them down poor martin you know freaks out and runs away from them and goes yeah. to hide and it's like what the hell is wrong with you lady yeah that's it's it's bad i, I found that just so wrong yeah. on every level like i just i could not justify that no matter what and Martin goes back to Rebecca's, mm-hmm. and now we get Rebecca basically confronting Sophie about this. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is wrong. This scene where so and so they're staying at the house mm-hmm. now, right, to intervene and try to stop Diana. And let, and let's say who they are. Yes, it's the boyfriend. He decides. Yep, who has not left. Mm-hmm. Even though now all of a sudden he's realizing, okay, these people are insane. Are nutters. <laughs> there, there's a vein of, of, of yeah. mental illness in this family. He could have at that point said, you know what? I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. But it shows that he's still committed to to Rebecca. And even the even, damn drawer. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even committed to the child. 
Because yeah. he, you see him being really sweet to the kid. Yeah. So that's who's there. Rebecca's there. Martin, Sophie, and, and Brett. Brett. Yeah. This is where I've why just sleep in the same room. Sophie right. can sleep in her own room, right? That's right. fine. Take your demon with you. But the other three, Rebecca, Brett, and Martin, I think they should have all been in the same room. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they had to separate. Yeah. Brett is sleeping in the living room on the couch sofa mm-hmm. and Martin and Rebecca are in Martin's, Martin's room. Be- bedroom. Yeah. But hey, whatever. The one thing that was impactful with this and interesting, as they're all settling in for the night, Sophie's going back to her room, which her room has this glass door. Right. Which adds creepiness because when you see Diana in there, you just see like a silhouette mm-hmm. in the like hammered glass. It's yeah. creepy. As she's going into the room, she reaches out to Rebecca's hands and like it looks like she's shaking her hand or just grabbing it out of reassurance. But right. she's passing her a note mm-hmm. that says, I need help. Yep. So what does that's very confusing because an hour ago, let's say, you were or the day before, you wanted Martin to meet Diana, but mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you need help? Maybe she finally, Realizes? the mother in her comes out and it's like, Diana is going to hurt my children. Because she mm-hmm. does tell at one point, mm-hmm. a couple of times in the movie, do not hurt my children. Yeah. But, I mean, did she not see how Diana tried to hurt Martin when she wanted them to meet? Yeah. Or is that the catalyst? I think maybe that was the catalyst where okay. she realized, I mean, stupidly, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> they put lights all over the house, candles, Everything. flashlights. Lit up like a Christmas tree. But Diana's an electrician. Apparently, because she knocks the power out in the entire damn neighborhood. Look at that. She's got skills, man. I'm telling you, these uh, new ghosts are very tech savvy. Tech horror, man. Yeah. They know what's up. Absolutely. So, pretty smart. Pretty yep. smart. But this is a trap. Because this makes Brett get up to go outside mm-hmm. to look for what's causing this or what's going on with the power right. outage. And it also gets Rebecca and Martin to get up and look around. Mm-hmm. And they have like a wind-up flashlight mm-hmm. with them. Initially, you know, when <laughs> they get downstairs and they don't see Brett, right. everybody freaks out. Because now I'm rooting for Brett as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Because he's been so nice and committed to helping these <laughs> folks yeah. out but we find him outside diana and martin are like well let's go to the circuit breaker in the basement yes in the dark yeah and they get trapped down there Mm-hmm. in the dark and while they're trapped <laughs> down there brett is facing diana, diana. who kind of beats him up a bit and he gets in his car and he leaves Yes. And we're thinking, oh boy, wow, he got out. He left. Right. And they pan down to um, Martin and Rebecca in the basement. They're like, oh my God, he He left. Yeah. Yeah. They're freaking out. And I mean, it's hard, right? If you were in that situation, would you leave? Probably. Probably. (laughs) Probably, to be be honest. I'm I'm really getting attacked now. Fuck this. Yeah, because I mean, it, that thing literally lifted him up in the air and just threw him down. Yeah. Like, he's all bruised up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Brett is really smart. Yeah. He's quick on his feet because 
obviously he escapes in the car. Mm-hmm. But before he even gets to the car, Diana's still chasing him because it's dark. Mm-hmm. And he uses the, what is it, the fob? Yeah. To open or unlock the car. And it produces the, the light, the, the headlights headlight. to turn on. So it stops Diana. Right. But he thought of it quick yep. as he was about to get attacked again. So mm-hmm. he's, and, you know, I'll I'll expand on that yeah, in a little bit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he leaves. Rebecca and Martin are like, oh, my God. They're in this basement, though. And we find a black light, mm-hmm. which apparently she you can see her with it, but it doesn't make her go away is right. what I understood. Right. The black light does not have the same yeah. effect as regular light. There must be something in the... In the black light that... Maybe black lights don't have UV. Could be. Uh, or right. something like that. I guess mm-hmm. I should have looked that up. It's okay. <laughs> the point is that it doesn't, it, you can see her, but it doesn't make her go away like a right. Sorry, a bright light. Mm-hmm. They start touring the basement with the black light. And I got to say, this basement is huge. It is. It's probably the entire bottom of the house. And there's scary mannequins. There's there. scary mannequins which have been disfigured. Yes. And they're like the mannequins that um, Paul had at the textile place, Mm -hmm. which was full of mannequins as well. So clearly they were being brought back to the house. Hmm. That's a little strange. And I'm wondering how and why that happened. Was it that the mannequins were there and maybe Paul thought that Sophie was disfiguring them? Because we Hmm. realize that he's trying to help Sophie. Yeah, he's that he's been doing research and trying to find out a way to help her. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think he thought it was some kind of supernatural thing. Right. He just thought she was mentally ill. Yeah. And when they're down there with the black light, they find writing mm-hmm. on the wall. Yes. But who wrote that? Was well, it Diana? No, I actually I don't think so because the, if I remember correctly, some of the writing was a warning. Mm. And this is where we discover mm-hmm. That Rebecca's dad did not abandon them. Yeah. Or we get that hint because later on it's full on. I think that you realize that it was Diana who killed the dad. Well, Diana flat out tells Rebecca. That's It's a little bit later once we get there. But she, Diana does reveal that she's the one who killed her dad. And Mm -hmm. that's why he quote unquote disappeared and never wrote letters because so, At some point, Rebecca asked Sophie, hey, have you ever heard from him? That's true. She does. And she said no. Right. But does Sophie know? Right. That's my thing. And is he in that house? I'm going to assume that they've all lived there always. Yeah. And Paul moved in. Right. Right. I'm wondering if mm. the dad was down there somewhere. Maybe. That left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. That scene got me a little confused and very like, what? What's going on? The disfigured mannequins were cool, but you're like, what's the purpose of this? Because Diana, um, I'm thinking, when you see her, she's burned looking. Yes. And because she had that skin condition, is that what's trans... Firing on the mannequin? I don't know. And I don't know. And I and again think. it leaves that question is that did Paul think that maybe Sophie was doing it? What if Sophie was doing that to the mannequins? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that whole part is a little like 
like it's cool. what's going on here we, right i want more I a little bit more, more. I, okay maybe not the full-blown story <laughs> but, but I, a little more. bit more yeah they're still down there but we get a nice surprise in that brett came back with the police, with police. yes and i thought that was fantastic it was you kind of so- cheer it in a way. Yeah, because initially you're so disappointed that he left. Because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this guy's really committed. He wants that drawer and now he's helping. Right. He's putting up with this, right? Not, right. You know. No, he is putting up with he this. Is. And you're like, oh my God, he left. I mean, I don't blame you, dude, but I mean, that sucks. But when he comes back like that, it just felt so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great. It's yeah. chivalry. He's mm-hmm. back. Well. And, and they realize <laughs> it. Martin and Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca, yeah, yeah, realize that he's back. Yes, they're still trapped in the basement. Two police officers. Two come police in. officers come in, and they get killed by Diana immediately. Yeah. yeah, and I think the purpose of bringing the police was to give you more kills in this movie. Yeah, because if not technically, they were kind of useless mm-hmm. to have. Right, but I think it was just for the purpose of showing Diana's power right. and adding a kill count. And also, oh, Brett isn't a bad guy. Right. Well, that too. Or an inconsiderate whatever. Right. But anyway, they get killed. Pretty, pretty much quick. right off. Yeah. I mean, immediately. Yeah. But Rebecca and Martin escape from the basement. Right. Because they opened the door. One of the police officers right. did they get do to open the door and get to le- open it. Yeah. And let them out. Brett shows off some more skill because he gets chased again by Diana. Or it might have been before he left. Now I'm not really sure. But he uses his cell phone mm-hmm. as another form of light. That's like right. he's really quick on his feet with this. Yeah, he thinks like fast. Yeah. He gets it. I think it's great. Yep. Sophie realizes at some point in the movie or now that she needs to stop Diana and the be- and the way to stop her is by taking her antidepressant. I think that's the key here is mm-hmm. that if she was still on her antidepressants because they focused on it at the beginning, yes. she wouldn't have Diana manifesting in her life. And that's also a scene that we see where all the pill bottles mm-hmm. are like thrown. Right. Like all the pills are just on the <clears throat> floor or whatever or they're full because Diana's not letting her take her medicine. Right. And when she goes to try to take one, they're all gone all right. of a sudden. They're all wiped out. Right. Yeah. So Sophie comes down. This is now, everything's happening downstairs. It's, it's a lot of chasing and mm-hmm. good scenes of tension and, you know, the final showdown. And Sophie takes a gun from one of the police officers and mm-hmm. tries to shoot Diana, but it gives off light and it right. doesn't do anything. Right. That yeah. I thought that was a neat way to use light as well mm-hmm. in the flash of the gun. Right. And she's coming at you like it was very like a strobe light almost. Right. It looked mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. But Sophie realizes unfortunately that the only way to make this stop is by killing, killing herself. herself. Yeah. And she actually does. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually getting some goosebumps because mm-hmm. you see Diana Mm-hmm. realize or react to like Sophie wanting to kill herself. And she's like, oh, hell no, you're not going to extinguish me. Right. And <clears throat> as she's like racing towards Sophie. Yeah. Sophie pulls the trigger and you don't see that. But right. you see Diana disintegrate as she's racing towards her. Yeah. And Rebecca freaks out. Uh, but this does make Diana go away. Mm-hmm. And this is how the movie ends. They're. You know, the police, the ambulance shows up. Brett, Rebecca, and Martin are together in the back of an ambulance and reassured that Diana is now gone. Right. 
And in that scene right before um, Sophie kills herself, that's that is the scene where Diana tells Rebecca that she killed her dad. Yeah. Um, which in in uh, Rebecca's face was like, oh my god, I I yeah. do remember that she was just stunned. Yeah, because she real it it answers a lot of questions for her. Yeah, now all the pieces fell right. into place, and you realize that and anger because yeah. how how long has she been angry for? And this is where you realize that she also had commitment. We, you no, mm-hmm. let me say that again. Let me say that the right way. Yeah. At the beginning, we talked about her having commitment issues, and now yes. we know why. Yeah, because of that whole being abandoned thing. Mm-hmm. But and she and it traumatized her. Yeah. But that trauma was for no reason whatsoever. Right. And I think that's the big realization. That's what I mean. That mm-hmm. she's been traumatized with fear of commitment or anger. Right. At her dad. For, for no not, reason. For so she's wasted essentially all this emotional baggage mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. So. I imagine the toll it takes on her, mm-hmm. obviously mentally, but physically and, and relationship and wise. Re- clearly relationships as well. Right. So Well, I hope they turn another leaf. Mm-hmm. The three of them. I yeah. hope uh I don't know why Rebecca's name is hard to is remember. Hard. Yeah. The the character her and Martin are difficult names to remember and like speak it. It's yeah, weird, right? Okay. I, I don't even. The, I think the thing is that the name doesn't match the person. Yeah, you know how in some movies the name is perfect for yeah. the person. I, I, and be honest, I think everybody's name is doesn't match the yeah, person. Yeah, I feel that's why I'm having a hard time, and I'm sorry. It feels like we're kind of like it's that the names are not. Coexisting. Even, yeah. Even Brett. Yeah. Sophie. Like, it just, none of the names work for me. I'm just like, what? I think maybe Ugh. the only one that does is Diana. Diana works but for the, some reason. Uh, the characters' names yeah. do not work for me. Not that I okay, know. Okay. I, I thought would it was them. just me. No. We I'm hadn't talked about time. this. So I'm, uh, it's like, is it me? Why am I struggling with their names? It's not just you. Okay. Anyway, I hope they turn a new leaf. I hope Rebecca finally gives Brett a drawer. At yeah, her apartment. At her apartment for one sock. <laughs> for one sock or uh-huh. more. And I hope, you know, obviously, well, she got her wish, I guess, that she's going to have Martin yep. <laughs> under her care. Mm-hmm. Want to head into our categories? Sure. Sound and movie. I, I have to agree with what you wrote. There was really nothing memorable for yeah. me. Maybe some of the sound effects. Yeah. But not the music itself. Did Nothing about it stood out. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I remember is what I said already, which is the sound of Diana at the carpet and the mm-hmm. wood. Yeah. That's a s- scary sound to wake up to not knowing what it is. What well, it she is. was scratching her name into the wood. Yeah. So. It was a yeah. scary sound. But otherwise, yeah, the music or there wasn't anything else that mm-hmm. was notable for me. Yep. All right. What is your best scene? Not surprisingly, is it is the opening scene when Diana is praying on Paul. Yeah. In the in the textile mm-hmm. factory. And for reasons that I already went into, it just it, it resonated with me and it, yeah. it it literally set my tone because I had forgotten initially what this movie was about. I mean, I knew that it was a whole lights out, light on, light off, it shows, it doesn't. Yeah. But I didn't remember the details. Um, I don't even think that when I first saw it, any of this came to mind. Am I much more enlightened now? Probably. Probably. 
Um, so th- that scene really hit home for me and really set my bundle of nerves throughout the movie. Yeah, you were. You yeah. were a bundle of nerves. What very, about you? Very right. I'm between two scenes, and it is that one as well, mm-hmm. and the bedroom scene with nah. Rebecca. But I think I'm going to take the bedroom scene because I remember watching that at the theater and mm-hmm. being like totally freaked out <laughs> because of the way she looked. It's that crouching thing, even though she does it in the opening scene. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's your bedroom. It's your safe space. Right. You know, and it's just like, oh, yep, you just got invaded in your bedroom, plus the noise and the way the light played off. Mm-hmm. Great scene. It yeah. was great tension and scary. Yep. <laughs> what about best character? Um, as you see, I have it blank. So you don't have one? Here's the thing. Um, I I had no real, per se, attachment to any of the characters. And if I'm going to pick one, it'll be Brett. Okay. Because he was kind of the underdog mm-hmm. of the movie. And he came in as the hero at the end. Okay. Normally, I wouldn't like that. Because I can find it a little cheesy, but I don't think it was done in a cheesy way in this movie. Agree. It just kind of flowed naturally. So uh, for that reason, I'm choosing him. I didn't particularly like Sophie. I didn't particularly like Rebecca. Martin was okay because he was a little kid and I felt sorry for him, but that was about it. So that's why I have that. What about you? I chose Martin because he's a kid and... I think for being that young, what is he? Five, six? No, he was already in elementary. So I'm going to yeah, say that is elementary. Five is elementary? All right, whatever. Well, kindergartenish. Okay. All right, fine. Maybe seven. <clears throat> yeah. I think he took this on very well for a child at mm-hmm. that age. And I just liked his vulnerability and the innocence and the little flashlight and seeing him in the bathtub. Did he give you a um, a Danny vibe? Kinda, Danny, as in Danny from The Shining, is who we're referring to. Maybe because even his hair kind of was styled in a way. Some of his mannerism Mm. reminded me of Danny from The Shining, so maybe that's why. Maybe, but I don't know. I I thought he was very vulnerable, and I I appreciate that because I think you always need somebody vulnerable in a horror movie, when a a ghost horror movie, yeah. And I just thought he did really well. I wanted to go and hug him. Mm. Like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll protect you from Diana. <laughs> I get it. In a cute way. <laughs> How about um, best unlikable <clears throat> character? Who was that for you? I actually put Sophie. Um, you, you did mention something that debunked what I, why I don't like her is that because maybe it was influenced by Diana. You stop taking your medication mm-hmm. when you know that that prevents you from seeing or having this entity with you mm-hmm. and you fail to protect your children in that but way. You're, you're right though. You're right in that. But, but yes, if Diana influenced her, then she, she lost, but, it, but then I can circle back kind of like the chicken and the egg. Yeah. She stopped taking the medication. What prompted her to stop? Mm-hmm. Because if she's taking it, that means Diana has gone. Right. So what made her stop? Yeah, at what point did she stop taking what? I know what probably stopped her. It was Paul dying. Ah. Even though she should continue because obviously it's grief and she has depression 
Mm-hmm. And obviously this Diana thing. Yeah. But I think that was the catalyst that she's having a hard time dealing with it. Right. And so she, she's derailed. She got derailed and stopped taking the antidepressant. Because now it's two men that she's lost. Right. And something that we did not talk say when mm-hmm. we were talking about the movie is that Diana killed Paul intentionally because he was doing research. Yeah. Or interfering in a way to get rid of her. To get rid of her, but he didn't know that she existed. Right. I think that he was looking at having maybe Sophie checked in somewhere, which would Mm. mean they would medicate her even more. Or get a, uh, oh my goodness, I can't think of that, the name of that procedure now. Electroshock therapy. Right. Which could also eliminate Diana. Yeah, he was the thing mm. is he was doing research that would in its own way eliminate Diana or somehow push her away. Right. And that is why Diana killed Paul. We didn't talk about that when we were talking about the movie, but I thought it was important to bring it up. And now, maybe is that what Rebecca's dad was doing? Probably, cuz who would keep people don't keep their own crazy people? information do they I don't maybe know. they do maybe, maybe they, they do i, I, don't, I don't know, know. because it looks like it was being researched yeah so maybe mm-hmm. the dad was doing research on her and that's what um rebecca found maybe hmm. interesting well then it so it's hard because it i think that's why she stopped taking it but at the end of the day you still stopped mm-hmm. so i see you as not being responsible when you know right what diana is capable of mm-hmm. because I still have this weird feeling that she knows about the other dad could be being killed by her probably so that kind of bothers me and that's why I don't like Sophie <laughs> that actually still makes sense I yeah. do I do think that she knew that Diana was because at saying. first you're like she's protecting her why she doesn't need a friend she needs to go right you need your children yeah because she kept saying she's my friend she's well guess what your kids come first not your dumb entity crazy ass light fearing friend but but we can go she back. got into her head she got into her head so right. it's, it's hard it's a hard choice because i also thought diana would be the the choice but sophie is partly responsible mm-hmm. and she's the human out of this situation right what about you i chose the obvious one diana yeah because she really is pure evil there is no Mm -hmm. redemption for her there's nothing good about her yeah um and her being in a psychiatric hospital that wasn't ever going to cure her i i don't think that that was her problem her pro i mean yes her problem was sensitivity to light but her problem was that she at the core was literally bad to the bone yeah like samara in -hmm. the ring yep i agree that's just who she was and I like villains like that, mm-hmm. that there is no redemption, that they're just bad and yeah, they have I, to go away. I think you and I have discussed it so many times, like when villains all all of a sudden turn good, it's like, no, yeah. you're bad, you are bad. Right. Stay bad. Stay <laughs> bad. bad. Exactly. What character would you be? Well, I picked for you, Martin. Oh, of course. <laughs> I can see that. I, I Yeah. I do think actually, as we were talking about Sophie and Diana, I think he's actually maybe 10 because this happened to Rebecca when she was Mm -hmm. 10-ish. Right. So I think that's the age range. Either way, it's still very young to be going through. He's very young. Yeah. Not that anybody should go through this at any age, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. anyway. Well, I thank you. Yeah. For choosing. You bet. And I chose that you would be Rebecca. 
<laughs> because the re- you would do the research and yep. you would try to figure this out mm-hmm. and fight it as right. much as possible at all expense. <laughs> you can much. sit. You can argue a little bit of Brett too, because you would be yeah. mm-hmm. creative in how to make some light sources out of this situation. <laughs> I'd buy stadium lighting at this point, yeah. man. I'd go to the hardware light. store, yeah. like that chick in that other movie, uh, um, Oculus. Oh my god, yeah, that. <laughs> That they needed to invert <laughs> the lighting in those movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does this movie hold up? I put yes. I did too. And I have to be honest, I didn't think that it would. I had I agree. I was scared of watching it, not just for the obvious reason, but kind of like House on Haunted Hill. Right. Um, I was afraid of revisiting it and it being like a real dud. But it I, wasn't. I was not expecting my own reaction to it. And I came to many realizations watching this movie mm-hmm. of where some of, I guess, even from childhood, you are, you, a lot of those things influence you and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. And I'm glad because, well, I mean, this already had something going for it. It's not from the early 2000s, which right. is where House on Haunted Hill hangs out. God, yeah. Um, but I, I was scared, too, because this is the third time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while. And even though 2016 wasn't that long ago, it's long ago enough that we've also watched so many different movies that right. I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to hold up. Sure has. At least it did for us. Yeah. So Insidious and uh, Lights Out have stood up Yeah. so far. Hopefully you guys watched as we asked you all to do when at the end of insidious um podcast and i'm sure erica will be posting some stuff on on the socials <laughs> I like that, huh? um and let us know if you watched yeah. it too and what you thought and now our seven rules these are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie we watch the movie see what rules are broken and tally tally them up and mm-hmm. see if it increases your chances of surviving or not surviving or both yep I'll start off. Rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs in the basement in the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there? If it says don't enter, look spooky, no trespassing. Mm -hmm. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance. Mm -hmm. I have don't go in the basement. Yep. They split up. Yes, they did. Um... And that's it, because <clears throat> the light situation is not within their power. Well, obviously, Diana is able to turn lights off in an entire whole freaking neighborhood. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Electrician. Mm-hmm. So I have tool, tool, tool? two rules broken mm-hmm. out of seven Yep. in Lights Out. And I agree with you. Hey, they survived. Yes, they did. Much, except for Sophie. But for the most part, they all survived. Can we say that technically... Back in the day, they didn't make, when they were doing Mm. the experimentation, they didn't make sure that the bad guy, a.k.a. Diana, was dead. But how would they know But how would they know? Right. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Very good. Yep. And last, but certainly not least, Scream Award. How many times does Erica and you, in this one, scream in a movie? (laughs) Five out of five. We both were five out of five in this Uh, one. Yeah, this movie just. It's a good one. I don't even know that it's so much the actual movie itself, but the visuals are just creeping along inside my brain. Mm -hmm. And they didn't sit well. No, they were good. 
Mm-hmm. This one makes you a little hesitant to look in that dark corner when you're going to the bathroom. Yes, it did. Just a little. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> we rented this movie on Amazon. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Yes, it was. I didn't think we were going to talk this much about this movie. I thought we'd be done and nothing flat because it's really a simple plot. It is, but there's a lot to talk about and point out. Plus personal stories. Yeah. (laughs) Any final thoughts on this one? Uh, Not really comes to mind, except that, damn, did it show me there's a lot of stuff that you don't realize is in your subconscious, and sometimes movies dig that shit up. Mm -hmm. Our next movie in May Hauntings is going to be The Babadook. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be joined by our family friend, Juan, again. Mm-hmm. So he will be joining us for the fourth time in the cafe. So make sure you give the Babadook a watch and you can join the conversation over on socials. Yep. I kind of think of Juan as our host on the West Coast. Oh, that's a good rhyme. I'm sure he'll love that. I am sure he will. That that should be his new title when he joins our uh, podcast, Absolutely. our host on the West Coast. Oh, we should make him a shirt. Yes. <laughs> and send him that. I can do that. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, that's a wrap on Lights Out. Thank you for joining us today on Horror Cafe Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel, Horror Cafe Gaming, where I, Erica, live stream horror video games. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help us out. And you can also visit our website and listen to our episodes there. You can find us at horrorcafepodcast.com. And if you're so inclined, drop us a snail mail, which is now email at info at horrorcafepodcast.com. We love getting emails and we do reply. Or you can DM us on Facebook or Instagram. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.